0: Situated up here brother Kyle sets an alarm so he don't go too long I'm setting an alarm to make sure I go long enough I've been called a man of few words and that, that translates up here too so so everybody turn to your neighbor and say we be out of here early tonight Really feel like God, uh, God has something to say to us. Uh, I had this uh, on my heart uh, before Brother Kyle asked if I would speak. Uh, So I I think God's going to speak to us tonight. Amen. Amen. We're going to talk about something uh, that at first might sound a little funny. We're going to talk about uh, how to become perfect. I'm waiting on Dad to turn to Mom and say, I'm oh, already there. But he didn't do it. <laughs> Just that close. We're going to talk about how to become perfect and what that means. Amen. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let you be seated. Um, I'm not going to open with the Scripture. We'll get into that in a few minutes. Um, first of all, thank you, Brother Kyle, for asking me to speak uh, Miranda can vouch for the fact that uh, it has been on my mind constantly since he asked. Um, but I am glad to be up here, um, excited what God's going to do tonight. Amen. Let's get started. Uh, perfection is something that is pursued by men, women of all ages in one area of life or another, uh, whether it's perfection in our marriage, family, our career, hobbies, uh, perfection in our image or in our character. Uh, perfection is something that we, uh, sometimes without realizing it, uh, we seek after it uh, with a passion at times. Um, whether it's uh, we want to have the perfect haircut, uh, which is getting easier and easier for me. There's less and less to cut. Um, but, uh, or, or, or whether it's we want the perfect yard or the perfect garden, uh, and I listed that because that is two of the things that uh, really bug me if I can't keep up with that. And this year, I tell you what, the garden, if you want to see uh, the African jungle in Salem, just come on over and look at my garden right now. Um, and I, I started it early. Uh, I don't even know how early this year. I start my seeds in the in the garage under grow lights and heat pads. Um, The grow lights went bad. The heat pad turned off. Uh, So 142 seeds were dead. Um, So after uh, no frustration at all, right, I decided um, to replant. So I replanted all my seeds, uh, what I thought was going to be late. Uh, Unbeknownst to me, we were going to get 700 inches of rain this spring. Um, So needless to say, uh, to walk through my garden right now frustrates me because it is far from perfect. Um, I, I thought I was going to have it solved. I had a uh, tree service bring a huge load of mulch. I went and got a truckload of mulch, spread the mulch, um, and mulch is really good at keeping in moisture, uh, and when you've had 700 inches of moisture, <laughs> it turns your dirt to clay uh, within about a month. Uh, so I am getting some tomatoes now. Uh, and lots of zucchini, so the Lord has smiled upon the zucchini patch. Amen. Uh, but the frustrating thing about trying to be perfect is that it is so evasive. Uh, perfection, uh, the way we think about it, is, is different to everybody. Um, we, I may get every weed out of the garden, but you know what? Three days from now, th- there's going to be another one. Uh, I might get the yard mowed, uh, trimmed to perfection. It looks just right, but in a few days... It's going to be shooting back up. And that, uh, what is that? Nut sedge grass. You guys, everybody knows the bright green grass that grows about a foot a day. Yeah. My neighbor, uh, he sprays his and mine. I cut it and it blows into his yard. So. <laughs> <laughs> but Perfection can be frustrating, especially if you're my neighbor. Uh, no, we get along. We do. Uh, I can have the garage cleaned to perfection, have all my tools right where they need to be, um, and it never fails that Miranda starts a project and takes, <laughs> she moves all my tools, she don't put them back, and they end up piling up. If you believe that, uh, I guess property I could sell you in, in Texas, right? Um, But perfection is hard uh, to attain. But Jesus said that we can be made perfect. Um, That's what he said. He's commanded people all throughout the Bible, be perfect. I'm perfect. I want you to be perfect just as as your Father in heaven is perfect. Um, And a lot of times, let's start here with, uh, of course, Webster's definition of perfect. Um, Having all the required or desirable elements, qualities, or characteristics as good as it is possible to be. Free from any flaw or defect in condition or quality. Faultless. Uh, to use it in a sentence to redeem myself. My wife is perfect. Right? It's all good now. Uh, so in, in, in thinking about uh, being perfect, obtaining perfection, what it takes to be perfect, I thought what better place to go than... To WikiHow, uh, the website WikiHow to do anything. It'll tell you how to do anything that you want to do. Uh, it's probably almost as good as YouTube. Um, but on uh, WikiHow, I uh, found uh, it came right up. It was no problem. How to be as perfect as possible. It listed 11 different things. It listed a lot more than that, but I picked uh, 11 uh, so that we wouldn't be here all night. Uh, but just real quick, a list of eleven things that we can do to be as perfect as possible. Number one: be confident, smile, be healthy, love yourself, open your mind, pursue your goals, master a skill, keep on learning, be kind, be a good friend, and stick to your values. So none of this stuff seems—it doesn't—it's not bad stuff. Uh, as a matter of fact, it would benefit me to implement every one of those in my life. Um, but uh, the definition of perfect that that we just read out of the dictionary is not the same perfect that Jesus said that we can obtain or he can make us perfect. Um, athletes try year after year and some for their whole life to get into perfect shape. Um, I looked up the qualifying requirements for the 2020 Olympics uh, and right after the big uh, the heading on there, it says the toughest qualifying times ever. Uh, so they've, they've tightened up the qualifying times. And I wrote down just a few of them uh, for the running qualifications. Uh, for the 2020 Olympic qualifying uh, time on the 100 meter, uh, which is about the length of a football field. If you've watched, walked the track, it's the straights on both sides of the track. That's about 100 meters um, but if you want to be in the Olympics and run the 100 meter, you, as a male, you have to be able to run that in 10 seconds. Uh, I think I can do that. If you're a female, it's 11 seconds, .15. Uh, and for the 1500 meter, which is, is right at a mile, uh, men have to be able to run that mile in 3 minutes and 35 seconds. That's fast. Women, 4 minutes, 4 seconds. And if you're going to run the marathon for the 2020 Olympics, uh, as, a ma- as a male, uh, this is 26 miles. Uh, it's 2 hours and 11 minutes and 30 seconds, which comes up to just barely over 5-minute miles for 26 miles in a row. Um, so Olympians try very hard to reach physical perfection uh, so that they can, they can do this with as much ease as possible. Uh, here's, here's just a glimpse at uh, one of, uh, it's a six-time USA Olympic medalist daily routine. Uh, this is Ally Reisman, I believe is how you pronounce it. Um, 7 a.m., wake up, skin care, breakfast. 7.40, drive to the gymnasium. 8.30, gymnastics practice. 11.30, lunch. 12.30, relax, bath, and a nap. I would be doing that a lot earlier than 12.30. 3 p.m. healthy snack, 5 p.m. gymnastics practice, 9 40 p.m. post-workout dinner, 10 p.m. ice and cool down, 10 15 p.m. shower, brush teeth, skin care, and sleep. Apparently skin care is a big part of being in shape. Uh, But reaching perfection in, in their sport is very important. When we think that, that we've obtained or when they, they think about getting that record, they're, they're constantly worrying about somebody breaking that record. That's what that drives them to perfection. Um, most of the time when we think of being perfect, uh, it's this definition out of Webster's Dictionary that we think about. Um, but uh, if you will, turn to First Peter 5 and 10. 1 Peter five and ten says, "But the grace, but the God of all grace, who hath called us unto His eternal glory by G- Christ Jesus, after that He, after that ye suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you." It's important to notice uh, the word "perfect" here is not defined the same as Webster's dictionary defines it. Um, the I believe it's the Greek. Word yes it's in New Testament so it's Greek um, is katartizo. Um, and you can correct me if you want, but you can't see it. So <laughs> uh, it means to complete thoroughly. That is repair or adjust to fit, frame, mend, make perfect, uh, perfectly join together to prepare or restore. So the idea behind the word perfect here. Uh, is that of mending a net. Like you're mend- fixing a net back to its original purpose to be used like it's supposed to be used. Because um, we know if we have a net that's got too big of holes in it, we're going to lose a lot of the big fish. Um, so, the word perfect. Uh, after that you've suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. That means uh, to mend. God wants to complete us thoroughly. Amen. He wants you to repair us, to adjust us. That's, that's painful sometimes. Um, it's clear that the kind of perfection that Jesus wants us to obtain has nothing to do with having the best-looking yard, the best-looking car, home, job, haircut. Amen. Uh, this perfection that God is talking about has to do with the soul. So how, how can we become perfect like this, what, what we're reading here? Um, is there some kind of training? Olympic Olympians train to perfection. Um, in Matthew nineteen twenty one, uh, we are in. The, we come in in the middle of the story of the rich young ruler, where Jesus has told him uh, the rich young ruler has already said, "I've done all this. I've I've kept the commandments. I've been good." Uh, so Jesus says to him, "says If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell." All that all that you have, and give it to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me. Uh, now Jesus's point was that if he wanted to be perfect, he's got to be sold out. Uh, Jesus, or just because he was doing all the right things and following the law, did not mean he was perfect in the eyes of the Lord. Because uh, we we see his true self uh, shown when God made him choose. God made him choose between selling out. Uh, To him or leaving with his possessions. He had the choice. Um, Ultimately, we know the story. His possessions were more important to him than what Jesus was offering. That's a sad story. And that's exactly why Jesus asked him to sell them. You know, it's not going to be the same for all of us. God's not going to ask every person to sell everything they have. God knows exactly what it is that we need to separate, separate ourselves from. Amen? Jesus knew that his heart was not willing to let his stuff go, and he exposed that with one statement, sell all that you have and follow me. Being complete and a settled person, established in the faith, is going to cause us to give up some things that are important to us. Amen. It's going to be uncomfortable. Uh, It's at least going to reveal... uh, those things, just like Jesus revealed to the rich young ruler, what was holding him back from being complete. Because he told him, said, if you want to be perfect, if you want to be complete, this is what you got to do. And sadly, he, he, didn't, he didn't answer that call. Um, we may be required to go through some situations that we don't want to go through. But rest assured, God has a purpose for the trial that you're going through. Amen. Anybody believe, anybody been through a trial And know what it's like to come out on the other side. Amen. Now the word uh, perfect in this story with the rich young ruler, uh, it's translated as complete uh, and also as uh, growth of mental or moral character. And this is something that has to happen on the inside. So what he's telling this rich young ruler, if you want to be complete, if you want to be uh, mature in the spirit, you want to be mature morally and have character, uh, this is what you got to do. Uh, We read that he had done all the right things, kept the commandments, but Jesus knew there was work to be done on the inside, and he knew exactly what it would take to complete that work. Amen. So how to train for godly perfection. James 1 and 2. We're going to talk about uh, training, uh, being in training for godly perfection. James 1 verse 2 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. And I thought Brother Kyle was going to preach my whole message last week. But thankfully, the Lord took over. and that he Hopefully, I'm not preaching his, but if I am, it's too late. <laughs> But he read this verse last week. said, Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, lacking nothing. Amen. How to train for godly perfection. Get ready. Diverse temptations. Uh, diverse, that word just means it's various. Uh, several. Temptations, tests, and trials. So count it all Joy. Whenever you fall into various trials, several trials. Amen. Uh, the word patience there, it says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Patience means cheerful endurance is what that is. Amen. Uh, when I'm feeling like God's working on me with my patience, I don't always feel a cheerful endurance. Uh, a lot of times it's a reluctant endurance. Uh, but God says that these diverse temptations, these tests that are coming your way, these tests that you are in is is doing something inside of you. It's strengthening you amen it's going to give you a cheerful determination, a cheerful endurance. amen First uh, Peter chapter one verse three through seven. I'll give you a second because. It never fails. My mouth goes dry when I'm up here. 1 Peter 1, 3-7 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ which according to His abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein ye greatly rejoice. Amen. I was, let's, if we can stop there, um, that would be wonderful, wouldn't it? We're talking about uh, the mansion that God has prepared for us. It's, it's reserved in heaven. It's not going to be defiled. It's going to be waiting on us when we get there. We greatly rejoice in that. Amen. But, though now for a season, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. Amen. That word manifold. If you think of uh, an exhaust manifold in a car, this is the way that I've always thought of it. Um, Not a straight six or a straight five cylinder, but a a V8. uh, You got exhaust coming from both sides. There's going to be temptations. There's going to be trials coming from both sides. Amen. Amen. But God says, this has to happen. These trials have to happen. Uh, They're going to be coming from everywhere. And then he says, this is why. This is why it has to happen. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, the trials that you are going through, the situation that you're in is working something so much better than what it feels right now. Amen. Now, when this uh, says the trial of your faith is more precious than gold that perisheth. When gold is tried, we, we know this, when gold is tried in the fire to refine it, um, say you bring in 50 grams of gold uh, from your gold mine that you have. Um, <laughs> you bring in 50 grams of gold to be refined in the fire. Uh, When you get that back, you're going to have less than 50 grams because when it's refined, the impurities are taken out, and that's pure pure gold. But it says the trial of our faith is much more precious than that. Um, And and one of the reasons is when our faith is tried, uh, we don't come out of the situation less than what we went in. We come out so much better. We come out strengthened we come out, just like in James we read, we come out settled. We come out confirmed. We come out with a purpose. Amen. It's much more precious than any kind of trial that we could put the gold through. Amen. We are made whole. We are strengthened. We're complete. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 through 10 says, Humble yourselves. Oh, wait. Okay. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that ye may exalt you; that He may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist, steadfast in the faith knowing that the same afflictions are experienced by your brethren in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. And I know we just read this, but I want to break down these four last words, because we go through the suffering, and it says, after that suffering, after you have suffered a while, I'm going to make you perfect I'm going to establish you. I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to settle you. So the word perfect, we know, we've already talked about it. It means to restore. After that you have suffered a while, after you've come through this trial, God is going to restore you. Amen. Amen. That's encouraging. God is going to restore. And just like the gold that was tried in the fire, you're going to come out greater than what you went in. Amen. Do you believe that? Amen. The next word is establish. Establish translates into confirm. To turn resolutely in a certain direction. So not only are you going to be made perfect, you're going to be complete in Him. You're going to have a purpose. You're going to have direction. He's going to give it to you. You're going through the trial for some reason. God's preparing you for something. And whenever you come through it, He's going to give you that purpose. He's going to give you that direction. Strengthen. is to confirm he's going to confirm you. You're going to know uh, I, uh the Lord kind of shared just something personally with me. Um he told me I don't know uh when it was, it's been within the last year uh but he said stop stop walking around like you don't know if you're supposed to be there. Amen. That's important. He said you're supposed to be here. It, So whenever you're feeling like uh, you you don't know what you're doing or you don't know if you're where you're supposed to be, if you're in the will of God, you are supposed to be there. You're right where you need to be, even if you're going through a trial. And God is going to confirm you. He's going to strengthen you. The last word in that verse, uh, settle you, means to lay a foundation, to ground you, to give you a firm purpose. So God is going to restore us to be like Christ, just like he mends a net. He's going to confirm us to turn resolutely in a certain direction. He's going to confirm us in spiritual knowledge and power. He's going to lay the foundation. He's going to ground us in the truth. He's going to ground us in faith. Have you come through a trial where your faith was stronger when you came out? I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Things are going to be better on the other side of your trial. Amen. Things are going to be better. You're going to be stronger. You're going to be, have more faith. Your faith is going to be strengthened. Amen. And the miracle is not necessarily what you have made it through, but it's, it's what you have become on the other side of that struggle. Amen. Amen. The struggle is, is something small. When we get through the struggle, you're not even going to remember that struggle that you went through. Um, I've never done it, but uh, for those of you who have given birth, uh, it's a struggle, right? That's what I've been told. It's a struggle to give birth, going through the labor. But once it's done, uh, it, it doesn't take long before you're thinking about having another one. Right? That's <laughs> what they say. <laughs> Man, the bigger the struggle, the bigger the victory. Amen. Amen. And God is faithful and just to bring us through every struggle, every trial, every test. Because it's him that has put us there. He has a purpose for us being there. Amen. I want to be complete in him. Because our idea of perfection is not the same as God's. We see perfection as being self-sufficient, self-reliant, taking care of our own needs. Uh, make sure that the house stays clean, our clothes match, the kids are well behaved. We've got a good job, we've got good friends, we attend a great church, we've got a decent car, and it goes on and on and on and on what we think perfection is. We have our own idea, but God says, I'm going to perfect you through some tough times. I'm going to make you perfect through some trials. Amen. We're restored through our trials. We're given a firm foundation, strengthened, given a purpose, All through our trials. Amen. So it has nothing to do with uh, how good we can do this or that. It has nothing to do with that. It's how uh, we come through our trials. We've all heard the saying that God does not call the qualified, but He qualifies the called. That's right, right? Yeah, okay. If this is true, then what does it mean to be qualified? Uh, It means we've been through the tests, we've come through the tests. He's preparing us for what He's planned for us to do. That's why you are going through a trial. God has a plan for you. We're told that from from Sunday school all through our lives, that God's got a plan for you, and He does. Every trial, everything through your whole life has been pushing you towards the Lord, has been guiding you to the specific spot that He wants you to be. Amen. Just like the Olympic athletes had to go through great physical and mental training to qualify for the Olympics, we are made stronger through every trial so that we can make it, so that we can do what God has called us to do. Amen. Thankfully, this race is not to the swift. Amen. I want to endure. When we're being tempted and tried, just know that God himself is qualifying you. Just as he knew exactly what the rich young ruler needed to deal with, uh, just as he knew what the rich young ruler needed to deal with to be complete, God knows exactly what you need. He, and he knows exactly what adjustments that you need in your life. Amen. We might not see how it's going to turn out. We, don't, we might not understand how this trial is going to fix anything in my life. Why, If I didn't have this trial that I'm going through, I could fix it myself. But God has a purpose in all your trials. If there has ever been a time when this, uh, the world needs complete or perfect Christians, it's now. There is more pressure now than ever to walk away from the truth. Uh, I see it, we see it all the time. Uh, there's more resistance than ever before in my lifetime of the truth. Amen. And, and just in general, of any truth. <laughs> If you are going through a trial, I'm, I'm encouraging you not tonight to keep fighting, to trust in the Word of God, to know that he, is going, he has a purpose for you. He has a purpose for the trial. Amen. And we've got a great cloud of witnesses in here that can attest to that. We've got people that's been through some trials, come through the trials. And let me tell you, uh, being full of the Holy Ghost gives us the power we need to make it through every trial. Amen. That's why it's important. We want to be filled with His Spirit. But it's not going to exempt us from those trials. Sometimes I think, in my mind at least, I've, I've uh, made the mistake of thinking I'm full of the Holy Ghost. There's no trial coming my way. But the power of the Holy Ghost is what gives us strength to make it through the trials that are coming our way, whether we have the Holy Ghost or not. Amen. Uh, 1 Peter 5.8 says, Be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And I had a note from one of Brother Gene's uh, messages uh, uh, on this verse. It says, The devil, your adversary, uh, the adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion. He pretends to be the lion uh, uh, trying to chase you, trying to seek who he can devour. But we know that God is the only lion of Judah. Amen? Amen. So don't turn away from your test. Amen. The rich young ruler turned away from his test. Amen. And and he did not receive that uh, what was perfect from God because he did not he didn't accept what God or Jesus told him. Uh, He said, I want you to do this. And he said, that's too much. And I've I've been there. I've been there. I've come up to a test many, many times. And sometimes I didn't even realize it till I look back and say, wow, that was that was me walking away from a test that God had placed in my life. Amen. I think every one of us has probably done it. I don't want to be like the rich young ruler and decide that, you know, my stuff uh, and my, my uh, hobbies and my things that I want to do is more important than what God is calling me to do. Amen. Man, I forgot to say I was closing earlier, uh, so now I don't have anything to close with. No. <laughs> But if I had to, <laughs> that's how you close, right? All right, let's go home. If I had to bring this all down, uh, just to one thought, is that there, there's a purpose in your trial. And, uh, and God wants you to know that. God wants you to know that. And I know uh, if we could stand, I know that God can do in one minute uh, what what we couldn't do in a lifetime. So I want to take, take just a minute to pray, uh, because I know this word, uh, it was for tonight, for somebody here. Uh, if, if you're here, you're here because God wants you here. If you're going through a trial, uh, you're going through a trial for a purpose. Amen. Uh, so let's just... Uh, Let's, just, let's, let's reconfirm ourselves to say, God, I'm going to go through. I know you're with me. I know you're going to carry me through. I know on the other side of this, I'm going to be tried. I'm going to come out stronger. I'm going to come out wiser. I'm going to come out closer to God, and he's going to use me. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, for this word that you gave us tonight. Pray, Lord, that you would let it rest on every heart, rest in every mind, Lord, through this next week. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would give us strength, Lord. Lord, we know that we can be complete in you, Jesus. We know, Lord, that this trial, God, is just a test. We know, Lord, that you're going to make us stronger. Lord, you're going to make us complete. We thank you for it, God. We thank you for it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, help us to be the complete and strong Christians that we need to be in this time, Lord. In the name of Jesus, God, we pray for your anointing on each one of us. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, if there's anything else. Hallelujah, Thank Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. With where the Lord is taking this church and taking us uh, as a congregation, I believe God is calling us to a more perfect, uh, a more complete wholeness, uh, if, if that makes sense. He's calling us to a higher level. Again, amen, and I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful that He's challenging us. I think, I'm thankful for, that He's using us. I'm thankful that He's going to reach Salem. He's reaching Carlisle. I'm thankful for what God is doing and God's calling us to a higher level. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I Pray that you keep this on your mind. I just know that God is with you through every trial. Amen. Amen. You're dismissed. <laughs> Brother Kyle is dismissed. Nobody else is. Amen. Thank you for listening. Uh, God bless you.